Ngoja na swali mama kanipa jibu ili niulizwe swali eh swali baba kajana swali mama kanipa jibu ili niulizwe swali eh swali asante ni dugu zangu My name is Angelina Namiba, and I am originally from Kenya, but I now live in London. Personally, I was diagnosed with HIV 27 years ago, and I'm also a mother of a 23-year-old who was born five years after my diagnosis. And professionally, I am a project manager, but I'm also a founder member of the Forum Network of Mental Mothers. Forum stands for my health, my choice, my child, my life. Um, the Forum project is a perinatal peer mentorship project working with mental mothers living with HIV, whereby we train and build up their skills around supporting their peers during the pregnancy journey, but also for their own personal development. But I'm also a trained facilitator of the Stepping Stones with Children, and I attended the training that was done in Dar es Salaam in 2016, I believe. So what drew me to the Stepping Stones Children training and what some of the issues I've seen that face caregivers, uh, be they moms, aunties, grannies, et cetera, is the fact that for me, the training is very much aimed at addressing a lot of the issues that these parents and caregivers of children living with or affected by HIV face. And the fact that the training gives them tools and strategies to deal with these issues in a holistic way. These parents, caregivers, and children affected by or living with HIV face a myriad of issues, and some of these include coming to terms with an HIV diagnosis of their own, and in some cases of the children, their own children, and the children that they care for, but also for some of the caregivers coming to terms with diagnosis during pregnancy, and also the issue of having to test other children within the family once they find out about their own status. The other issue they face uh, is that of sharing their status with significant others. So I'm talking about talking about their HIV status to their partners, to their spouses, to their family members, for some to their friends, and to the children about not only the parents or caregivers' HIV status, but in some cases of the children's own HIV status. The other issues that they face is that around communication in general within families, there's also the issue of domestic violence within families. And this is, I'm talking about uh, violence between adults, but also the violence that is perpetuated in the form of discipline towards children. The other issue they face is that around understanding is just the basics around HIV. What is HIV, how, is, how it is, and how it's not passed on. And also around the different prevention methods that can be used, including um, U equals U, which, is, which stands for undetectable equals untransmittable. So this basically just means that a person living with HIV who's taking ARVs so or the HIV treatment and manages to achieve and maintain an undetectable viral load cannot pass HIV on to a sexual partner. Just being able to understand what this is and how to communicate this within the family and with significant others. The other issue also is about understanding the importance of testing for HIV and staying engaged in health and social care services. 
another issue that they face is that around starting HIV treatment. So just understanding what treatment is, some of the potential side effects and how to deal with these and how to communicate with healthcare professionals, as well as the importance of adherence to treatment and the impact that this can have on day-to-day -day quality of life. And also, you know, other issues around, you know, just juggling all of the above issues with caregiving duties, with work, with dealing with some of the stigma and discrimination, judgment and moralizing assumptions that they may come across, as well as for some dealing with low self-esteem. And for some of them, it's also around dealing with poverty, with income generation and managing finances. And last but not least, some of the issues that they have to deal with around both having healthy and safe relationships for themselves and how to explain these to their children and their young people. So for me, there are a number of standout moments that stick out in my mind from the learning that I had in the training in Dar es Salaam, and they stick out in three key areas. The first area, or rather the standout moment for me, is more or less to do with logistics. So logistically, the fact that we were in a safe and quiet space, um, all the participants, we were away from home and caregiving duties and responsibilities, and so we just had the time to focus on the training. The second moment is to do with the participants themselves. In fact, that the training brought together all of us participants from Kenya, from Uganda, from Tanzania, together. And we were trained together. We were able to learn and to share from each other. And after that, we were able to form a community of practice, which became a professional network of support for training of trainers, um, facilitators, which I think was a great thing in itself. The third standout moment for me is actually to do with the training content itself. And I'm just going to pick out one of the things that really, really stood out for me. For me, it was the sessions which included the role-playing where participants took on, where we took on the roles of different children at different, during different age groups. So this we did in order to better understand and look at the ways of communication and addressing the issues that might come up for the children and young people, which was really key for me because oftentimes as parents and caregivers, we just make decisions without necessarily involving or thinking about the impact that these decisions could have on our children. And of also thinking about how our children and young people feel or what they take in or indeed what they understand and even just stopping to think and to find out how things and issues might worry them. So being able to take on the role of the children and young people really enabled us to stop and to think and to reflect and to ensure that actually children and young people are central to the family too and that parents and caregivers take a holistic approach within the family. So in terms of things, that's just one of the standout moments. I mean, the training content is great and we have, we've covered quite a lot of things, but just that's one of the, the ones that stand out for me, even all these years after taking part in the training. So what do I see as some of the potential use for stepping stone the children and particularly for women living with affected by HIV? I feel that more for me, firstly, it's a, in a possible and potential use and a definite value of stepping stone to children is the fact that can actually be used as an out of school program, you know, the comprehensive sexuality education from around the age of five, both with parents and their caregivers of the children. I also feel that looking at it from a personal level, that is, I found it quite therapeutic and it's also it's a way of improving communication within our own families. For us, many women living with HIV, a lot of the issues that I mentioned earlier on, we find it quite challenging to be able to talk 
to our children about a lot of things within the family, you know, beyond even just living with HIV. And so for me, I felt that, and I still feel that this is a really good way of improving communication with women and parents and other caregivers and it's very, very relevant. It's not just relevant to a small group of women. It can actually be used and it's transferable and can be used with women across the globe who are living with HIV. I also feel that it would be incredibly important for regional trainers like myself who are trained and the community of net support that, that we formed when we were trained in the different countries. It would be incredibly important for us to be supported and funded to keep the training going because the network is already established. And so it's really important for us to keep trained and so that to keep the training up to date so that we can continue to cascade the training. I think it will also be really important for women's rights movements and networks of women living with HIV to be funded to carry out the training because you know, these women, these organizations have the skills, they have the lived experiences, and they also have the expertise to conduct the training. It's just the funding that is lacking for them. So it will be really important that they're funded to continue with this training. Asante ni.